Welcome to the Chef of X podcast. All right, what is good up? Yeah, it is. Uh, what's the date today? Uh, the thirteenth. The thirteenth. Yeah. The, oh, not Friday the thirteenth, right? No. Okay. Monday. Yeah. It's Monday the thirteenth. It's like Friday the thirteenth because <laughs> it's orientation. And yes. It's a nightmare. So, how was orientation? Uh, I really wish that I knew um, exactly what I was going to get out of it before because I could have started the process that I'm now starting. I could have started that a month ago. There was a lot of information they gave you. They just fed it down your throat, uh, talk after talk after talk, right? Yeah, yeah but I, I felt like um, the use of the resources, that was actually very valuable. For now. Uh, which you had an option of like which talks you wanted to go to, right? Eh, not really. Um, the, the first things were group talks, and then from there we filtered off into our um, college, and then we went to lunch, and then we filtered off into our major. And then the last thing was like an optional group thing, but I didn't even go to that thing. Oh, oh! You just you didn't even go? No, I was uh, well. I wanted to go to the EOP thing, but I went to their pre like whatever mixer, um, their their little mini fair before the whole thing started, and I went straight to the EOP table, and they're like, "Yeah, you're not eligible for EOP. Bye." <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "All right, well." Then I just I went to the undergraduate research place. That was pretty cool. And uh, something else. But basically, I knew the one thing that I was planning on doing in the optional thing, optional section, I ended up not doing anyway. And everything else was by force. Like, okay, everyone of this major go here and everybody, you know. Did you, you pick for up. classes too, right? Yeah, that was the nightmare. That was the Friday oh, the 13th. Oh, it was, yeah, right. It's <laughs> the interesting because it's terrible. Friday the 13th, but on the school Monday, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's ironic it's, kind of in a way. It's the feel of Friday the 13th. Uh, and everyone was, let me, okay, let me ask you this, because this is what I experienced in my, when I was, you're in that, like that room or something in Tercero buildings and they're like. I was in the engineering building. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was different. The, um, past one thing when right. I registered. Uh, but was there people who you're registering in your group who didn't know what the fuck was going on? And they're like, I have no idea. And like, or were there, was there also people that like knew exactly what they're going to take, how to plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D. And like, because that's what I experienced. There was like half of the people in the room were fucking freaking out and be like, oh, I don't know if I, like, yeah. I mean, I, they, they felt, they looked like they were in over their head. And then th there was other people that knew exactly what the fuck was going on. I feel like the majority of the people knew what was going on. Yeah, well, I guess that's not surprising because engineer majors are like pretty, you know, yeah, on it's it. right up our alley. It's, yeah. it's right in the strength of the major is like scheduling stuff and figuring out what fits where. Yeah, cool. So uh, you got all your classes you wanted? No. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> yeah, we listed. No, I just took bullshit classes. I just took classes that like I need to get 12 units and then on pass two, I'm going to figure out the second half of it. But the biggest problem that I had to deal with was up until this point, everyone has been telling me when you get to orientation, they will have your um, credit equivalencies figured out and then it'll just be a yellow brick road and everything will be happy. No, no, it's a And lie. I got there and they were like, we don't have any of this shit figured out. In fact, you're the one who's supposed to be doing X, Y, and Z to get this done. And I was like, I was in counseling last week. Nobody told me any of this shit. And they said, well, you know, we forgot. You know, it's, it's interesting. At like, as a transfer student, 
you come in and they're like, you expect like, oh yeah, U- University of California, let's do this together. We're team, team building. Yeah. But the truth of it is that there's just so many students that it's like you get, you whatever you put into is what you get. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If you kind of had, and like, I don't know if you had this experience at Dianza, but there's like a rhetoric going around that like the counselors at Dianza suck. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I like don't they know. Ask, I didn't pay attention to that. Right. I, so I, I never know. really got help from that. Like that's, if you ask a lot of Dianza's transfers, they, they will probably agree with that statement. Yeah. So because of that, you know, I mean, you're just kind of forced to figure it out. Like, but, yeah. s- but compare a student to who went to community college where the counselors were great, where the counselors really helped and held their hand a lot. Yeah. All of a sudden they don't get a, uh, a helping hand. They feel a little lost. So I think it's good to have a shitty counselor because <laughs> right. then you're like, okay, like, how do I, you know, figure this shit out on my own? And that's right. what, you know, I think, I think when you figure shit out on your own, you become like more of a master at it. I agree with that. So, uh, yeah, sorry you didn't get classes, but. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, the thing is, I was working under the assumption and it wasn't purely an assumption. People had told me, like I said, I went to the counseling center in my college last week. And just said, hey, I'm showing up for drop-in counseling. These are the things that I'm concerned about. And they told me, okay, we can't help you with this yet. But when orientation comes around, a lot more will be figured out. But it turned out that wasn't the case. Now, in their defense, it, it was nothing personal with me because the biggest issue, I mean, you asked whether or not people were prepared. One of the biggest things was that all the students, and we're all transfer students, right? Right. All the students who showed up, have done all of these classes at community colleges across the state. And for almost every single person, if not every single person, when they registered for their classes that were that used the community college credits as the prerequisites, you know what happened? All of them had to input a, um, I forgot, forgot a prerequisite I know what you're talking clearance about. or something it's a pre- like that. Yeah, I had to do that too for a couple classes. Everyone in our engineering class, it was all of us. So someone raised their hand and said, hey, wait a minute, why are all of us doing this? And they said, well, you know, the system has been a little faulty lately, so we're just going to, you have to bear with us. And they're like, but for every single one of my classes, I need to do this clearance. There's every class? Yeah. So so what most people- Mine was only a couple. Exactly. So I think what it is, is this. This year, something actually did go wrong with the system. Interesting. Because I have a unique case. I went to a university before I came here. So that's right. not normally transferring those credits really is a difficult task, but the community college credits that's supposed to be in, we have a org, right. right? That's supposed to be an automatic transfer. And even those people were struggling in the engineering department, or at least the so electrical. They didn't even department. tell you like to do this before because they told us to do this before. Like I had it ready already. Well, like, the, it was just, I didn't actually have to do that there. I already did that before. Yeah. You know? Well, the specific thing that, first of all, no one would have had to do it if the system was working properly. As, as far as the community college credits, those would have already been accounted for in the system. They wouldn't have had to input their own prerequisites. But second, for my case, I would have had to input my own prerequisites for each class that I took at another university. Right. But I would have inputted the wrong information. I would have put in what's in the um, 
course catalog and bulletin or whatever it's called, like the description of the courses. But what they actually want is a syllabus from that course that yeah, you Yeah, they took. want the syllabus and the, yeah, they want... I don't remember reading that anywhere. That was new information as of today. Don't, doesn't, don't you have to send it to the professor? And uh, the professor verifies it, right? That's, I, I think, think that's, that's how for it works. individual classes if you want to register for yeah, an individual class. Uh, but but if, it, I, that's probably how it's going to work, class for class. But the thing is, I'm only signing up for three classes at a time or four classes at a time, right? But I took in the range of like 50 classes. So it's better to just do all of them at the same time. And for all of the ones that are not directly, I don't have a professor to send them to, I need to do that process with the university itself. Right. Yeah. Interesting. And that I did not know about. My assumption before was that they figure that out based on the course catalog and bulletin. The, the reality is I do that for each class based on the syllabi, syllabi that I collect. Now, keep in mind, I took classes in 20. 13. So is it the same <laughs> syllabus? Probably not. Nah. You know what I mean? But that's the requirement. So I have to contact various departments at my old school and say, do you have a spare syllabus you can email me You know, me do they really class? need the fucking syllabus? Because they I do. honestly feel like it's just a bullshit thing. But that's like... the only option I have. That's, that's, that's Friday the 13th. <laughs> but here, I lucked up. I lucked up because here's something that happened. All right. So yesterday I'm thinking, damn, I have orientation at UC Davis tomorrow. What am I going to do? Okay, I got to be prepared. I got to have all my paperwork, none of which I needed, by the way. I got to have all my paperwork. I got to print out my IB scores. I got to get my transcripts. I got to whatever, whatever for my counselors. And then I thought, you know what would be nice is if I contacted um, one of the professors I did research with in Alabama because it's kind of like a milestone point going to this orientation yeah of course so just i'm saying just thing. to be nice i want to because we spend a lot of time in the lab yeah, you, you know like we, it, update them on how update you're doing them on yeah, my life a perfect you know. thing a lot of students don't do that you should do that more often yeah i thought this might be a nice thing now i call him he doesn't pick up and i forget about it <laughs> then today i'm in orientation wait i'm sorry can we this is great information i feel like like the, the this i'll is summarize to, it i'll summarize it. right here because th what you're saying right here is is good <laughs> all right but i'm just going to continue okay. talking to you Okay, so anyhow, I, I contact him, and uh, I tell him, or I send a message saying, can I call you, and no response. Then he responds back to me, and he said, yeah, I'm free to talk after, like, 3, or whenever, just tell me. And right. I have passed one at 3.15, so I say, it'll be after 3 Pacific Standard Time. I don't know where the fuck he is. This guy could be in Oregon. He could be in Jamaica. <laughs> it's been a while since we've spoken. I'm not clear that he's still at that school. I just have his old number. So... You know, I do my whole pass one stuff and I finally call him and I'm walking from the engineering building back to here. And at this time, I had just learned that I have to get all these syllabi or syllab whatever. I'm guessing it's syllabi oh, right. plural. And uh, I say, yeah, you know, I'm very happy. Uh, I'm finally in a university again. He, she calls you. Yeah, oh, we're nice, talking good. on the phone cool. and he's like, that's very good. You're all good. He's <laughs> Indian guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shouts, out, shouts out to Dr. Karivi. But um He's like, yes, yes, it's very good. Uh, Davis is good for uh, our electrical. Are you studying electrical engineering? I said, yes, I'm studying electrical engineering. He's like, good, okay. Maybe, you know, your research will, you know, who knows? And uh, I'm like, you know, I have to do this crazy thing where I have to collect all these syllabi. Oh, it was a perfect opportunity for exactly. you to ask Exactly, it came together because go, yeah. I was going to call him yesterday and I didn't know any of this yesterday. And he, I thought he was standing me up, like, I don't want to fuck with this guy anymore. 
But he called me back and it was like, hey, I got to get all these syllabi. And he was like, well, I can help you with, you know, engineering syllabi, not so much math, physics. But within my department, I can see oh, what I can Oh, he actually collected the so syllabi? Yeah, the, he said, the send thing. the fucking class numbers. And I was like, uh, what if I send you my transcript? It has everything on there and just pay attention to the double E classes. And he was like, yeah, 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 I'll get syllabi. I'll help I out. See. So I'm like, fuck yeah. Well, at least now I've made some, that like, I mean, that could be the majority of the classes. There you go. So That's I'm good. very grateful that I reached out to him for a different reason. <laughs> Right. And even though I didn't hear back from him, when I did hear back from him, he offered to help me in this significant way. So as long as the, the goal is to get all of those syllabi in by um, past two. Well, you got time. You got yeah. time. So that's right. plenty of go. time. And hopefully for him, it's just a quick email because he knows these professors good, personally. Good. So. By the way, for those that are just tuning in right now, we're doing a live evening podcast with my friend JP here in the, in the yurt in the domes. <laughs> Uh, what is it? Baggins End? Is it one Bag- one, one Baggins End? I don't know what yeah, the yurt's address is. Yurt Baggins End. Yurt Baggins End. That's it. Right. And uh, it was orientation day, Friday the 13th, Monday. And uh, <laughs> it was just a shit show, I heard. So, you know, we're talking about that. Shout out to all the uh, transfer students that came in today. Congratulations. You guys really did it hard. And uh, I was once in your all your shoes. And, you know, just just keep on keep on going. Keep on going, guys. Keep on going. Yeah, your life is going to change so much. <laughs> it's going to change so much. Yeah, hopefully for the better. Yeah. By the way, are you on the uh, UC Davis uh, transfer page Facebook thing, t- 2020? Uh, I'm on the 2019, but I, do you, I, you guys got I, one? I, yeah, I added it, but I'm not active. I you mean, should, I, I honestly, went on there and people were saying, all right, who has transfer? Who has orientation on the 13th? And I'm like, dude, there's like dude, a million people that are going. So. That, that's a great way to network. I'm I sure swear, yeah. Like I'm sure it'll be more of a great way to network uh, in the fall. Because yeah. like our, one thing I just learned is that the freshman orientation is several days, and ours is only one day. No, yeah. So Some, it's kind of hard to hang out. Well, here, here's the thing. People post on that. They're like, oh, I just came to Davis. Anyone want to grab some pizza? I feel like everyone's new, so they want to like meet people. They want to meet their fellow transfer classmates and stuff. Uh, I, like, I remember I moved in September 15th. Yeah. So I had like two weeks before school starts and I just wrote on there like, hey, throwing a barbecue at West Village. Anyone come? You know, I didn't know anyone, you know, so I probably knew, I think, one or two friends that came. But people, some people came and then it was cool. Like even I found out uh, uh, my, like some neighbors came too, and then um, some friends came and, you know, it's cool. It's funny, like you post on that and you, you network with some people and you think like, oh, wow, like you're the first person I'm hanging out with at UC Davis. We're going to be friends for the rest of our lives. That's what <laughs> it feels like in the moment. That's but then you, don't, like. then you realize as like time goes on, it's like a lot of the, like you, the people like, get filtered out. You know, it's not like the people are like bad, but it's like, you know, you just have to know who you could vibe with, you know? And, yeah. and it's not, and I guess, um, being a transfer student, I, I was a little bit naive in thinking that I was going to vibe with every single person that I meet because yeah. it's just like, oh, that's what you're supposed to do in university. You're supposed to vibe with every single person you meet. If you're not vibing with people, then something's wrong with you. But no, mm. this is not how life is, you know? Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, it must be exciting feeling though. You know? <laughs> how about this? After this, we'll go on the transfer students 2020 and then stock people. Oh, there you go. <laughs> oh, you know, on my so on recently on my transfer 2019 Facebook page, some some kid 
posted about his entire experience for the whole year, like from like coming in as a transfer to ending it now as a summer. And he was just saying that he didn't like it. It like Damn. wasn't as what he thought it would be. He didn't go to like a lot of parties. It wasn't as social as he thought it would be. He hated the bike traffic. No one told him about the bad professors. And I was just, just kind of like complaining. complaining. And then I was just thinking to myself like, wow, my experience was so much different than that. <laughs> like, Hopefully. No, like it completely <laughs> different. wrong? And then it's like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like fall and winter quarter, I didn't really like party that much. But yeah. like, you know, I, I probably went out once or twice, you know, um, in the entire quarters. But like university is just what you make of it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? If you're just like waiting for things to happen to you there aren't they aren't going to happen to you you have to like work for it you have to like obtain it you have to be enthusiastic about it yeah and uh i i thought about replying to it but then i thought nah, nah. i don't want to waste my time anymore <laughs> like the old me probably would have like sat like 30 minutes trying to like make sure every word is correct and i didn't say anything like that I shouldn't say, but I thought, you know what? Screw it, man. I got yeah, a life. Man, better luck in the next stage of your life, man. <laughs> yeah, Honestly. yeah. Hopefully all those horrible experiences, you've kind of kindled them into something beautiful for the next stage of your there life. There you go, there you because go. Because that sounds terrible. You're at a university, you're not social, you're unhappy about every single aspect of the university. Like, dude, come on. I noticed, like, they, like, I don't know. I, I mean, there's, there's got to be, like, this, can you have a legitimate reason though to hate like the environment like what if the environment really you hate it and it's not like them but it's actually the environment you know what i'm saying like how much of that is like justifiable because that's just their perception though you know what i'm saying are you are you, you can't like not well, validate like that's that's you can't just like justify it for you they have to do it themselves like yeah so this is this is what i think about that if the environment shifted every time you tried to improve it so that it still sucked, like if it were, if it were like the exact complement of a good experience, I guess, like every time you tried to improve things, something in the environment shifted so that the improvement was canceled out, then mm. yes. But that's not the reality. You know, you can always take steps toward making things more enjoyable yeah and it takes effort and it takes time and it takes the it's already clear that people are resistant toward working so you should assume that that's the real reason and not that it's some magical environment that's specifically against them no matter how much they try to change aspects in their lives you know yeah especially the the i don't i don't buy that bad professor card because that that i i actually i i enjoy a bad professor because that gives me a challenge as like, okay, if I could get an A in this class from a bad professor, then I really know the material. Right. You and know what I'm there's saying? rate my professor. Just like I said, bad counselors. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah. saying? It's the you same can use exact it as a chance thing. to grow. But for him, no one told me about the bad professors. Yeah, there's a website called Rate My Professor. That's bullshit. That web <laughs> like even that website, dude, like Yeah, but it's a good start. I right? mean that you're not allowed. No one in our generation is allowed to say that. Nobody told me. Okay, this isn't like <laughs> nineteen fifty. 
You don't need to meet some guy who has the secret to all the professors. You just go online. It's not that hard. It takes a number of seconds. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I mean, I do at look least at to it start for sure. Off. Yeah, just I'll, I'll, I'll just look at. I'm bored. Some of I'll look it at is it. actually legitimate. Some yeah. of it, maybe even the majority of those ratings, are based in, you know, some truth. I mean, I'll look for you know tips, advice, but I don't rely on that at all. Like I'll just do it for fun, kind of. Like, yeah, that's not like. But if that were your concern that no one was telling you about bad professors, that would be yeah. A I would say well, they'd do that. Yeah, I'm so if you really care. Use the resource. Right. Otherwise, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nobody wanted to tell me about it. Like, who told you to come to Davis? That's what I'm interested in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who told you to even study? You, did you even enjoy what you studied? Did you do any research? Did you, like, join any clubs? What did you do? Exactly. You know? Yeah, there, there is a lot of clubs. And, you know, I, I, found most, would you, I found most of my friends through... Actually, I found most of my friends through classes and studying, to mm. be honest with you like a good majority of them were just like you you end up like because studying is what we're here for at the end of the day so if you could persevere through that with someone else it's much more like a deeper connection with that person because it's like like we now have record history that like you have like gotten a and you could go back to all those memories and grueling fucking hours that you spend in the libraries and the classrooms and then like with that person and like you know you motivate each other and so it's like a workout partner right you know what yeah. i'm saying like a study partner is like i think the same thing as a workout po- partner so like that's why i found a good majority of the friends also through the domes uh, through uh, too is and in the triathlon club i mean i i'm definitely getting back into the triathlon phase and lifestyle for sure 100 percent. that was Coming in as a transfer, like triathlon was my priority, but I didn't know what to expect academically. And I feel like I paid my academic dues, not like monetary funds, but like yeah, the actual yeah. like work it takes. And like I built up some academic confidence. So now I want to go into it with, you know, I, I feel like I feel like triathlon is just as important as my grades now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So it gives you like a sense of stability, challenge. What, oh, what do you yeah. What do you get out of triathlon, dude? I like, it's, I get out. It's it's, it's like this was, the triathlon day is is special, but like the actual like, you know, pr- like training, training like yeah. the biking, the swimming, the running, the lifting, the diet. I love the process of it. It's so much personal growth that you're designing your days and your weeks. And the people that you spend time with to, you know, make sure that you are reaching your goals, you know, meeting your daily goals, meeting your reading, uh, meeting, meeting your weekly goals and then your monthly. And then, you know, all that is just leading up for that triathlon. And yeah. then that triathlon day is just beautiful. It's just it, it's not it's like effortless. It's just kind of automatic. You just kind of go through the motion. But this past weekend, I rode my bike from San Jose to San Francisco. Mm. from my house like near Los Gatos and I went through Skyline up from Highway 9 all the way up to Skyline and then down to San Mateo Road and then went to Half Moon Bay half it's halfway at Half Moon Bay and, <laughs> <laughs> and then Half Moon Bay all the way up high, uh, Highway 1 and I've done the, I've done the ride the opposite direction before a couple years ago and it was extremely challenging this yeah. was the first time I've done it and I just kept on like I had so much energy I don't like it was weird my like my energies like they peaked and then it went down and then it peaked back up again it was just like I was noticing that and I was getting this like biker's high 
and uh, I just I just fucking loved it. I kept I did so much thinking and so much reflection. There was like I was going. I remember I was going like forty six miles down uh, forty six miles per hour downhill. Yeah. And then I had like some music playing. And I just fucking started screaming to the top of my lungs because I could <laughs> and no one would hear yeah. me. And I just felt like That's I was I just like, sorry. I was like, whoa, baby, I'm fucking back. Like I'm fucking back. And then it felt like because I truly felt like I was back, yeah. like I Fuck was back yeah. where somewhere like I had been before in my life and I hadn't been there in like a couple years. Yeah. And it was just so exhilarating. And I just felt extremely grateful that I could like do this again. And I'm doing it better. I'm doing it with more confidence, doing it with less pain. And now uh, I, already, I already made a post. Actually, I made this post on the UC Davis uh, ride sharing app. But I'm going to be biking to uh, San Francisco to Davis September 1st. Oh, wow. 108 miles. This one was 85. This, so uh, this one is going to be 108. And I wrote... Um, you know how everyone's like riding, like, oh, riding from here to there, there to there. So I wrote, riding my bike, $0 payment. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, and I got a lot of positive feedback. And, and I hope people are serious about it because a lot of people tagged each other and stuff. But it would be, it would be great to have um, some road bikers join me yeah. in, in that. I, I do want to go from uh, SF to LA That's eventually. That's crazy. Yeah. I feel like I could just keep on going. Like you always have to push the limits. So how long does does the 85 mile ride take? That took about uh 6 hours and 20 minutes of actual biking time, but yeah. I did stop a lot. Huh. Just like especially near Highway 1. I mean the views were just so beautiful. It's like I got to stop. I found so many yeah. I found so much cutty like cutty cool spots and like and then there was like a there was a Taco Bell on the beach in Pacifica. It was so. It was like the most beautiful Taco Bell I've ever seen. Oh my gosh! It was Taco Bell. Really? I swear, no, it was it was beautiful. I like, yeah, like <laughs> Were I was you like just talking about your diet. No, 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 no. Okay, when you're bike, when you're biking like eighty two miles, I burned I burned seven thousand calories, and I and I needed so- something. I mean, I had snacks with me, but I was like, okay, what can I get at Taco Bell that's healthy, good for me right now on this bike? So I just got two bean burritos, extra onions, no cheese, and I thought, okay, well that's decent enough yeah. and it did help me and it gave me the energy i need there and mind you there is a there is an ultra marathon runner called dean carnassus this guy would run over like 150 to 200 miles in one in like one sitting and then he would he would order a pizza a whole pizza wrap it up as a burrito and eat it whole while he's running oh wow so you know when you're when you're doing that much you know physical activity you know well, you, know, you don't like, have the like, same calorie worries because exactly. you're burning so many. You're, yeah, you yeah. literally need the energy. There's people I know who drink soda when they're running that much as well. Diet you know, soda? just no Coca-Cola. <laughs> you know, the high fructose corn syrup. This is pure glucose right there. Yeah. So uh, you know, that's why you know it's it, it sounds dangerous. it sounds yeah, it sounds contradictory to say yeah yeah I went on a on that bike ride and had uh, two bean burritos for Taco Bell, but. I needed that shit. And I, and I, you know, I'm an ex Taco Bell addict. So I was like, why not? <laughs> oh, you got to watch your triggers. So no, how long, yeah. how long is the 108 mile trip? How long do you predict that's going to take? And is it going to be in one sweeping pedal? I think this or? time it's going to be in one sweeping pedal, uh, you know, maybe stop to pull out a snack out of my backpack, but, uh, it's going to be eating and riding and you actually have to take the ferry too to get there. Mm. So the ferry, you got to get into Oakland and then, uh, take the ferry from Oakland to SF and that that ferry will be really beautiful and nice. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever got on a ferry around no. the bay. 
I did. Should do it. It's really the whole time I was there. I did it. <laughs> it's really nice. And uh, I oh, was. Wait, I might have done it once, but not. It might have been a couple of years ago. Yeah, I don't know how much the ferry. Sh- I don't think it would cost that much, but mm. um, it will be cool. And there's, yeah, there's going to be some elevation. I'm I'm, go- I'm taking the the longer way. Okay. Yeah. To get so, to Davis. So yeah, there's one that's like, I think, eighty something miles, mm-hmm. and then this one's a hundred and eight. But I already did a hundred and two or hundred and five from San Jose to SF, so I want to, you know, hundred and eight. I think is a that's bigger, a good, yeah. b- bigger push, which I think I could handle, and it's less elevation too. So the se- this was seven thousand feet of elevation. This is only like around two thousand something. So I think I could, like definitely manage i want to go sf to la if i haven't mentioned that already but how long is that how far is oh that? uh, that's gonna be that's gonna have to take a multi-day trip for yeah. sure i'm gonna have to get an airbnb along the way but maybe i want to do it along the coast and even though it takes longer I, th- I think it's worth it yeah it's fucking it's gonna be too boring just running through like central valley like <laughs> fresno and shit and then, like, i mean i have family in fresno i'm just shit shit sorry uh, if you have, like fresno family but to be on a but, bike riding through that is boring that's almost it's just gonna be all flat statement. Yeah. i mean maybe i could go highway one and then go to fresno and then go back on the coast but it's that's boring enough in an air-conditioned car right exactly in a self-driving car it would be boring <laughs> fucking, you could you be know, playing video games in a self-driving I SUV would wonder and it would be boring. If you're, if you're a self-driving car on like a really nice, beautiful mountain, but you're right next to that cliff and it's self-driving, like I might be a little bit more, more worried. You know, I, I think I'd rather be in that boring, you know, agriculture, one, one like two lane road for like days. Yeah. Well, I mean. It, I don't know it, if I could trust that self-driving car <laughs> yet. Not yet, but eventually, you know. You know that well, you know one guy died in the self-driving car? No, he he I didn't know. he like I mean, hacked the the Tesla system yeah. to play because the, if you've been in a Tesla like the thing looks like a laptop inside. Yeah. And then he I he, just rode in one with uh Sean and Brian? Sean, yeah. Oh, wait, really? Yeah. Oh, we were in when the we car went, together, when, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sean and Brian, shout out to them. Oh, Wonder Wonder Bar. Oh, Wonder Oh, yeah, 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 with Sean and Brian. Right. So like you see, so beast some mode. <laughs> beast mode exactly, and like uh, some guy hacked it to play Harry Potter or I think Star Wars, and then I don't know like the thing glitched and then he died. He got in a car accident. Yeah, but those things get improved over time. Yeah, I think I think ten years by now, like a lot like Honda, uh, BMW, Audi, you know, uh, Hyundai, Toyota, Ford, like. Most of their like newer like major new cars will be pretty much all automatic by like ten years. That's what I predict. I have no. I just said that. I don't have no research or evidence to back that up. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, the the quasi evidence that everyone has is that the thing that needs to happen in order for those things to become common is something that we've already observed, which is like because it's the same trend as smartphones. It's the oh, same shoot. trend as a lot of digital technologies. Ultimately. What those cars are is like computers with wheels. So it's more the improvement in the computing. More like iPhones with wheels. iPhones with wheels, <laughs> right? It's arguably the same thing. Don't go to my uh, ECE transfer thing saying that. Blasphemy. <laughs> They'll attack you. All the computer yeah. engineering people will get on you. Yeah, yeah. But oh, I, I did want to talk about this. Okay, so we were talking earlier before we started about um, 
I asked you if you were um, a vegan now. Oh, no. Because you said you went straight for that black bean burger on the transfer. Yeah, they call it lunch. the Aggie vegan burger. Just right. To be clear. Okay. So, first of all, what what did you think of the food ge- overall, though, in general? Do you, do you was it because it's buffet style? Do you yeah, like it? I didn't try everything. I just got the vegan burger and like a fruit salad. I didn't oh, eat just, that much. Yeah, yeah, today. yeah. Yeah. And, and I was mostly talking. I I was uh, connecting a lot with the other transfer students that were there. That's cool. That's yeah. good. That's good. And uh, actually, I got some ice cream, which is not vegan. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's vegetarian. Yes, it is. You know, they have so bacon ice cream now? The, no, yeah, I didn't, the, uh, but I'm not the biggest bacon yeah. fan. Yeah. Yeah. So are you, are you, sorry, are you now, are you trying to be vegan? Do you want to be vegan? Are you interested in that lifestyle? I'm the number one vegan out You're there. You're the number one vegan out there. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I'm, I'm as vegan as I am like vegetarian. I eat salads. I eat vegetarian foods every once in a while, but I eat meat. I eat foods that are, you know, vegan every once in a while, but I eat non-vegan foods right. too. So it's more, I think of it more of a, more as a percentage game. Like I will probably eat more vegan foods than I would have otherwise eaten had I not been exposed to and uh, brainwashed into <laughs> veganism. So you don't like crave but, meat. No. I, by the way, so the, the, the more extreme food choice that I've made has been drinking my food, and I've been doing that since January, and I don't right. even crave normal food. You actually crave the soylent? Yeah, <laughs> because you just crave the nutrients. There's, it's, it feels good to like be full and to have the nutrients. So that's what it's, it, it becomes, it, you hit a point where you're, you don't care as much about the taste as much as you care about like generally just feeling. There's something like that I just love about eating like a plate with different color foods, like, yeah. you know, greens, different red, yellow colors and vegetables, things like that. Yeah. Even if you had all those nutrients in the Soylent, which it does, right? Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just feel like um, I just wasted a meal. Like my <laughs> life is too short to waste it on like, like a, a white drink. I don't know. But like, to, to give it even further context, I was eating jail food for 14 months, which well, is like yeah. slop sometimes. Oh, so yeah. so <laughs> my, I, my, I used to eat like uh, two breakfasts and three dinners because I was like doing pull-ups and push-ups every day. And I wanted to gain muscle mass and I didn't know how to do it. So I just ate a lot and I worked out every day. And I did gain a lot of fat. I don't know if I gained any muscle, but like... That really is the context for the Soylent. If you want to be like, oh, it's crazy to just put, put food in your mouth to get nutrition and not really worry too much about yeah, the no, taste. Yeah, no, you it's have like, a different dude, perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nothing. It's really, I yeah. mean, we had this meal that we called SOS, um, <laughs> which was called shit on a something. Shit on a stick. Shit, shit on, on a, a stick. Not, not on a stick, <laughs> on a something, on a saucer. And it, it was like oatmeal, but not oatmeal. Like no one really knew. What it's it like was. oh yeah, it's like that, <laughs> like that wheat shit. Like, yeah, it's just, I don't know what the fuck it they just was. Take, like, it wheat, was SOS. They take wheat from like the like you know hay or something, and they just chop it up and add water and put yeah. it in the microwave. Some shit. I mean, like that. I was happy if I got white rice and these meat chunks that just smelled like uncooked. Holy pork. fuck! Like that was like a great meal. Like oh, at least there's white rice in it. You know what I mean? Or so like, it was pretty bad, huh? Yeah, it was. It was horrible. It was like you know, I mean. I got used to it, but that is the context for the Soylent. Because by comparison, the Soylent's a much better option. I know I'm getting all my nutrition, 
And uh, also we like would eat junk food like hot Cheetos and you could buy that stuff, stuff like in, that. in, yeah, in yeah, jail, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So I always viewed Soylent as the alternative to things like Top Ramen. Not as an alternative so to regular full Soylent meals. Soylent is like a really healthy thing then in jail, if you think yeah, about compared it. compared to jail food. Yeah. yeah it would have been really, really That's healthy. Like a, I would have gained muscle mass if I were on Soylent. Did you have Soylent in jail, though? You, or you no, have access? fuck no. Oh, they didn't say, okay, yeah. Fuck no. <laughs> I feel like that would be a good thing to give to, you know, people in jail. It's like, in a way, it's kind of torture because you're di- you're removing all emotion from your food. <laughs> Yeah, that would be fucked up. Most people wouldn't be excited about that. Yeah, and the flavor, if you don't like the pancake mix, then you're fucked. You're fucked. And, well, (laughs) the the thing about it is, like like I said, the the best way to view it is an alternative for, like, if you're poor and you're trying to get yourself nutrition. Right. Because it's like eight bucks a day, you go to McDonald's twice, you probably spend more than eight bucks, you know? So it's it's kind of like I viewed it as a way of uh, kind of getting back into buying my own food, but at the same time not having to think about food. So, but in general, the, to get away from any specific company, the trend of trying to figure out what food is on a molecular level as opposed to on the level of like combining roots and leaves and you know, plant mm, matter, right. et cetera. Um, the, the trend toward that, I think, really can help the poor in the long term because it may turn out that it is much cheaper to kind of place these foods together that do have all the nutrition that you need and make these super packages that maybe aren't the most appetizing yeah, it's, but do get you all it's your hard nutrition. It's hard because you... Ha- then having to choose from, like different grains and right. hoping that you get the right nutrition. Well, it, it is. It's or picking like, the cheapest grain and that's all you have. The Soylent is like everything in this one box. And, but it's hard because you're trying, it's like you want to, they want to market it as something where it's like, it's not a protein shake. It's different, but your perception, people's perception of that is a protein shake. That it's was closest cool. to a protein. Yeah. Shake in, in my it's view. a, it's, it's a, like for a sure. Supplement. It's a meal replacement yeah. for sure. But it, it like when I drink it, like when I drank it, it didn't feel like I was drinking a protein shake. If, it's not, you know what I'm saying? No, there's, there's it it not, felt like I the, had a meal. Yeah. Like I don't know how to describe it. It was liquid, but it and it it did not remind me of the taste of a protein shake at all, which I thought it totally would because it's a white vanilla looking. It's not even vanilla flavor. It's pancake flavored. <laughs> well, it I think that's on which flavor you get. right. Nowadays, well, they, got all they types I of mean, shit. yeah, they have like the cafe. The stro- by the way, the chocolate flavor. It, it I don't like it. I think I like the original. <laughs> I like the original. There you a, go. Yeah, purist. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it. If you look at the um, carbohydrates versus the lipids versus the proteins, it's clearly not a protein shake. It's, no, it's meant obviously to be a not. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I so I I uh, listened to a podcast today called. Um, this guy named uh, Rich Ross, and then he had this um, vegan bodybuilder on yeah. his show. And this vegan bodybuilder, he never ate meat in his entire life. He was vegetarian all his life, and then he went vegan. And it was he <laughs> nice. was like an Argentinian. He grew up from a family of like Argentinian monks. Yeah. And uh, he just, just never really was exposed to it. And then he was telling his life story and I was like so fascinated and inspired by that because like, you know, the common trend with like, especially in bodybuilding and weightlifting and in sports, it's like, oh, you got to have protein, right? Protein builds muscle. It's like meat builds muscle, right? Right. But he was telling his story and 
like I really got inspired by it because it 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 kind of made me feel like oh like we can fight against like the culture and we can do things the way we want to do them and we can say like no like what works for you may not work for someone else try it see if you like it and yeah. if you like it stick with it and it's got me thinking like I actually feel like my even though like right now I'm an omnivore my vegan heart is growing more and more and more <laughs> there you go and vegan it's like <laughs> no I swear and it's like I mean I do I see the thing is I I have meat products right now in my fridge but the next time I go shopping I think I'm gonna shop vegetarian and then from there I'm just gonna kind of slowly adapt and then go and then go vegan and that's what I'm getting at with my percentage answer is that so if you eat any meat or you're okay with eating meat or in my case I want to have my digestive system okay with eating meat as a life thing then you're not vegan and you're not vegetarian however how much meat do I actually have to eat in order for my body to still accept it and process it without me feeling like I got to take 10,000 shits? <laughs> Not yeah. that much, probably. Yeah, maybe yeah. once a month, maybe twice a month or something. Once every three months, I, j- I have a, a rib sandwich or something like that. But I just don't want to be intolerant to lactose. I don't want to be intolerant to meats. So that's right. why I don't think I would ever be interested in being vegan. Like however, strictly vegan, yeah. However, to put all omnivores in the same group and say, well, some people are eating nothing but meat in a very unhealthy way, and other people are make, doing what you suggested and what I've done when I went for the fucking Aggie veggie burger, vegan burger, we're saying, well, given the option, I'm going to pick this vegan or vegetarian option if all things are equal some percentage of the time more than I otherwise would have if I had never been exposed right, to vegan. that percentage, you're right. And, and so I think that's a, a realistic goal that right. uh, is worth pursuing for your own health. There are lots of th- studies. Well, let me actually, I don't know if any of the studies no, I know no, of are this, bullshit. You could so just, I don't, I don't you really could just know say studies, studies and, then, and then the people <laughs> will look at them right now. So don't, don't even worry about it. I don't even it. know if the studies I'm aware of are bullshit. But um, the, the thing that seems to be true, or the thing that like knocks it, that knocks me into worrying about the percentage of like vegan or vegetarian meals that I eat is the same thing you mentioned. You can get protein from plants. Yes. But it's different. What you have to do most of the time for plants is combine several plants that complement each other's amino acid profiles. And that's more difficult a lot of the time than doing something like drinking whey. But once you learn it, it's not more difficult. Like one of the things I've adopted is pea protein and brown rice protein. You mix them, you have a complete protein. By themselves, you don't have a complete protein. But if you know to mix them, then you're in the same spot. You can body build. You're right. you and just, you could the buy the, the a lot of the pro, the the vegan Sorry, protein powders. <laughs> they're already a mix. Of they're already mixed mix, of several so different. You don't they're, they're, each of them are incomplete on their own. Right. Their amino acid profiles, but when you combine several ones, and these are well documented. It's just that since we're in the culture of eating meat, we don't know about it. But then when you learn, then suddenly it doesn't seem so extreme. Like oh yeah, right. I, could, I am going to get enough protein. Right. You know, and, and, and you'll get more fiber, and other things will improve. I think the the type of like audience to really hit with this is like the like the young people you know and it's like the people who like around our age you know what i'm saying yeah especially uh athletes right if like if athletes feel like they could do this and and even they say like oh wow like my performance has actually improved then it's like they would advocate and then it would kind of be like a you know they tell their friend their, their athletes uh, uh friends and then they'll tell their friends and then 
it's like I'm just I'm just getting convinced. Like yeah. you know what I mean? And I've and I have done vegan and vegetarian for parts of my life and I have felt better and I just feel like I'm at a point where it's like you like you said, you know, you could if you have the option and you get the same thing, why not? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I don't know. I just I'm really excited and, and optimistic. But at the same time, I like I, I, I just like to start things with anything else in my life. I always like to start with baby steps. Yeah. I don't like to fucking throw my fridge upside down. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So you, you have to learn what your needs are, how you're meeting them right. and then learn alternatives and slowly replace them. One recommend good alternatives. Yeah. One recommendation for anyone out there listening and um, thinking about, you know, maybe the same way I'm thinking they want to be vegan, their vegan heart is growing, but they're not ready is just go on Instagram and just follow like fucking 20 people who are like vegan guru- gurus. And then all of a sudden your newsfeed will just be popped up with all these vegan dishes and how to make it. And I, and now I'm, well, as I'm going through my Instagram, I'm like noticing, oh, wow, like that looks good. I can make that. Here's the recipe. That looks good. I can make that. Here's the recipe. So uh, I'm going to, you know, Next time I go shopping, I'm going to shop for those things. And, yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Uh, so. what, what kind of diet do you have to eat to train for the triathlon? Oh, uh, Is it high protein? Is it high carb? It's usually high carbs because you're doing, you know, a lot of – I mean, it depends. See, it depends on your body type too. But, like, um, it's usually high carbs because you're, you're doing a lot of endurance yeah. uh, um, sports. I am a little bit on the heavier side. So, you know, I, if, if like someone who is very light really wouldn't need to care about any of this, but like I try to do try, I try to, um, eat for weight loss because I want to get as light as possible. Yeah. So it, it, it is a little bit harder for me to do those, uh, do these like, uh, endurance, uh, um, cardio sessions and restrict myself at the same time. Yeah. You know, that is, yeah. so it, 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 but I, I try to eat, um, I try to eat around my training program. So, um, you know, if I'll do fasted cardio in the morning mm-hmm. on a fasted stomach, yeah. I feel like I'm definitely burning in some fat reserves. Mm-hmm. Um, immediately after that, have some protein, um, have some um, sugar or some whole grain carbs. And then um, if I'm not training, I'll try to eat less carbs and just more protein throughout the day. Okay. Uh, on he- on like really big days, I'll ha- definitely have um, like a carb load after for sure. Maybe mm. a slight smaller carb load before. I mean, when I say carb load, I'm not talking about like a pound of pasta. I'm I'm talking about like you know maybe two yams. Okay. Or something like that. Like it's that's like two yams is a small carb load. Four is a lot. <laughs> Actually, after this, I'm going to go cook some yams. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And <laughs> yeah, I, stalk the people, the transfers of 2020. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I guess we'll just uh, end this. Wait, wait, wait. What about the swimming and the, the running? Do you train for those too? Oh, of course. Yeah, I train for those too. Uh, I try to hit the, uh, the swimming two to three times a week. Here? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah. yeah man. What are you yeah, thinking? I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> <It's> all- <laughs> You know, I'll go to Hooky Pool and I'll go to, I'll swim, yeah, I'll swim at West Village. A lot of people won't agree with swimming at West Village as like a workout, but 
hey, at the end of the day, I'm going for convenience and sustainability. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People disagree with you? What are you doing swimming in West Village? It's like the, no, like a lot of sw- like swimmer, like hardcore swimmers would be like, oh, West Village pool sucks for swimming, uh, which I, 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 I could see why there's, you it's know. It's not Olympic size. I mean, it's one. like, I think it's like two, three yards less than the hickey pool. <laughs> But like, <laughs> wait, the hickey pool, the hickey pool, hickey, hickey pool over here. It's, it's perfect lap swimming. I mean, this is lap swimming too, oh. but I think it's two to three yards, sh- like less of a distance. I don't, I think it might, might not be even, it may just be in your head, but. Is it by Segundo? Is it by Arc? No, it's right across from the MU, like on the backside of the MU. Really? By oh. the bus stations. There's a pool? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> the t- by the tennis courts. Yeah, right by the tennis courts. There yeah, you go. Okay. Yeah, and then show the running is great. Um, you know, yeah, I just i i uh, i train for this because I I train for them separately. I don't. I'm not doing like brick sessions when you do like two endurance workouts back to back. I'm not there yet, but uh, I'm training for the the uh, practices separately, and so I'm just doing it as if I would normally do it. You know just a normal run, a normal bike ride, a normal, you know, um, swim. Yeah. Just triathlon. I say, tri- when I say triathlon lifestyle, I'm really just encompassing a healthy lifestyle. Yeah. So triathlon is what I'm doing, but you know, the th- running and swimming and cycling I, I, individually is, you know, that's where like my heart lies kind of, Okay. you know, some yeah. people like, when they say triathlon lifestyle, like they really mean like, like I don't know, it's it's kind of different. But for me, I, I everyone has their own interpretation of triathlon, I guess. Yeah, it sounds like one is more competitive than the other. Yeah, some people are like extremely competitive in triathlon. I'm not as competitive. I'm just really there for the for the workouts. You know? Yeah, that's good. It just so happens to be there's a race where you could do them all at once. You know? <laughs> just so happens. Yeah. <laughs> all right you want to you want to wrap things yeah up? we're gonna wrap things up and again right. shout out to the transfer students congratulations uh shout out to all the friends out there who are um you know good quality people i vibed with over the years and uh shout out to amani clinic amani family i love them um uoz health fair august 25th be there or be a cyclobutane <laughs> wait, well, wait, wait. Only the Ochem people know what that is. Yeah, I definitely <laughs> don't know. Let me still do this. The most important the question most important of the question universe. What is it? Break or snap? Uh, I, I would rather say break because I could say I, I broke my hip. But I can't say I snapped it. That's so right. The go. Chef of X podcast. <laughs> mm, delicious. What about you? Uh, snap. <laughs>